Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs, hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc., featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local and like to join in on our discussion, please dial 702-650-5588. I say again, local, please dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800 800- 366-8883. Again, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live over KKVV's website, and that call address is 1060 AM, and they're on 100.1 FM. And the web address where you can see us right now is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. Everybody wave. All right. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, and our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, again, we'd like you to go to our website, www.savethelostlv.org. Look for a weekly ministry archives. Just select that. It'll take you right to all our previous broadcasts. The gospel is always free on our watch and as the Lord leads you. Also, if you have an Apple device, we are being archived for free on iTunes as well. Again, the gospel is free on our watch. If you have a cell phone, and most of us do, I strongly encourage you to lock in this number. I'm going to give it to you twice. That number is 605-313-0630. This is how you can listen to KKVV on your cell phone. You can listen to us right now. I really encourage you to put it under your phone contacts. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. It only works in the United States. Now, you have heard from Sister Nina, and if you're looking at us over the Worldwide Godnet. Some people say internet. I say Godnet because it wouldn't be possible without God. Uh, you will see a gentleman that is sitting in the center. And to the left of him would be his wonderful wife. And then you guys also know Brother Steve. Brother Steve, how you doing, man of God? Oh, well, Nina, to be perfectly honest, I'm, I'm a little bit sad at the moment. And... and because I, I'm going to miss you a lot. Well, you hold on to that, okay? Okay. All right, I think God's going to fix that. But I want to be able to say hello to uh, Pastor Herb and his lovely wife, and I want you to introduce your wife mm. and yourself. <laughs> Good afternoon, Saints. Uh, my name is Pastor Herb Atkins, and uh, Sister Nina has given me an awesome responsibility. The woman to my left, this is my queen, this is my boo, this is my life partner, this is my co-labor in the gospel, this is my children's mother, my grandkids, Nana, my all best right, friend. All right, all right. This is Pastor April Atkins. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Hi, everyone. 
Great to be here. <laughs> All right. So, Pastor, uh, would you please give us a website and just tell us a little bit uh, what you're doing in the city, and then uh, we can move on. But I think it's very important. We had a divine appointment, and I just don't want to miss that, and I don't want people to miss it either. Of course. Uh, our website for our ministry is www.wfmlv.org. WFMLV.org or www.worldfellowshipministries.org. We are an outreach and missions ministry smack dab in the middle of Las Vegas's quarter of hope. Um, it is a blessing to us to be able to worship there with the saints. Uh, it is a part of the city. Um, that is not normally considered where you would visit in Las Vegas. It's called the Corridor of Hope, but we call it God's, God's Garden. Amen. And it is an honor each and every time we go down there and, and do our ministry work and minister to God's people. So once again, our website is www.wfmlv.org. Amen. Mm. And um, you uh, also meet on Saturday. Yes, worship times are. <laughs> thank you. Not worship a worship times are at the Care Complex. Uh, that is a, a nonprofit organization that's used for uh, sponsoring and helping transitional people from homelessness to being a homeowner. Um, that facility is located at 204 Master Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada. Our ministry times are Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. sharp. Once again, we're at the Care Complex, uh, 204 Master Lane. Times every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. And I want you to know they have wonderful security out there that's very inviting. So don't be dismayed because you see wonderful people out there. Mm. They do move out of the way and they let you park. I'm one of them. I got to park, okay? There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of ministry going on. There's a lot of missions going on. So uh, if you really want to help and be impactful... Mm. Uh, then come down here, at, and uh, it's right across from Catholic Charities. Uh, you'll see um, Shade Tree is over there. Uh, the Salvation Army is over there. You know, all the people that you want to just run the stop sign past. No, no, no. You need to come, and if you're really about doing God's work, then you'll come down there. So subsequently, uh, Pastor Herb and I were on program uh, on Thursday, uh, with a ministry uh, that has been ministering to transitional people for over 25 years. And they made it a point to have a candlelight vigil for the 179 people who died in the state of homelessness. So every name was read. Uh, sometimes it even gave some circumstances. But the thing is, is that they were not forgotten. So we were a part of the ministry team to come and uplift the people uh, who are there. So don't let an address uh, fool you or make you feel comfortable or uncomfortable. God is there. Yes, he is. And so I just want you to know how we met. Mm. and um, Divine appointments, divine amen. connections. And these wonderful uh, saints of God had just came back from Africa. And uh, they were still at their post. And they have wonderful people who come on a regular basis to get fed. Mm. Now, if they can show up, mm. showered, shampooed, and shine, and ready to do God's business mm. on time, I think that we can do the same. Amen? Amen. Mm. So uh, uh, they would definitely uh, make you 
step up in doing what you are already called to do. So I appreciate that. So I felt very loved. Uh, I got great word. It it, it was wonderful. And the fellowship was awesome. So, uh, uh, they're doing God's work down here, so I, I really appreciate it. So, so thank you both. Yes, ma'am. Yes, and I'm going to come back too. Okay. Amen. So our Greek word for the day is I'm going to spell it for you. It's S E M E I O N. Again, that's S E M E I O N. Semion. Semion. And it means sign or miracle. And uh, you'll see it over 77 times uh, in the Bible. And again, it's uh, associated with sign or miracle and uh, even wonder. So I just want to tell you that sign, miracle, and wonder. And uh, there was a miracle that happened. So I wanted to share that with, uh, with everyone. And I, I wanted you to hold on to how you were feeling. But the the word of God uh, is something that I take uh, just all through me. That's that's just who I am, and uh, I take it seriously. And you know, last week we we had a clarion call, and we had to alert the listeners that uh, you know there was a SOS, there was a distress signal that went out about the ministry, and subsequently, uh, God already knows what needs to be done. But we have to be humble enough, trust him enough, uh, put away embarrassment, put away pride, put away all that. When you really say that you have a relationship with God, then you can talk to him about anything. And it doesn't matter who's listening or who's not listening. But anytime he does something, there's always going to be a witness. And usually there's two. So uh, as I was coming to worship with you uh pastor herb yes, ma'am. uh i passed by my post office where i get the mail for the ministry mm-hmm. and i said in order to be proficient at my post i need to go see if i have mail because we put out a clarion call that we needed help in reference to the form of donations mm-hmm. to be able to keep the ministry going forth so i said when i come back then i'll stop by because i wanted to be on time to uh see uh what God had had for me as far as the word. So uh, pastor talked about uh, three seasons mm. that we normally are in. And I'm going to let him expound upon that because I'm not taken away from that. But anyway, I, I got the word that I needed to get. So then I pulled into uh, the post office on the way back. And uh, there was a, a card waiting for me. I don't know if you guys can see that. But there was a card waiting in the mailbox and, you know, some other things. And it says, uh, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. You find this in John chapter 10, verses 14 through 15. And it says, My dear sister Nina, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. We find that in Romans 8, 28. And it says, I'm not going to say his name. Because I want to respect that or their name. It says, thank you. And he wants me to look at Luke 17, 11 through 19. And I will. It says, I don't belong to an organized religion, but I listen to you. And I want you to know that they sent some help. (laughs) All right. 
Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. So Mm. I want to be (laughs) diligent in going to Luke chapter 17, and I'm going to read verses, excuse me, verses 11 through 19, and I'm trying to hold it together now. I just want you to know it, 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 it was something, okay? So I'm trying to hold it together now. So I'm not haughty. I'm just totally humbled, and I made sure that I spent myself so that I would be able to keep it together. If you people know what I mean when Amen. I say spent, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. So I, I praised. Hello? Come on now. Amen. So uh, <laughs> verse uh, 1, again, I'm in the New King James Version, uh, Luke 17, and the Word of God says this, verse 1. Then he said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offenses Excuse me, let me go to verse 11. That's what he asked me to go for. So let me back that up again. We're still in Luke 17, but I need to go to verse 11 and then go through 19. Verse 11 says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem, then he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. 12. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off, thirteen, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Verse 14. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Fifteen, and one of them when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice mm. glorified God. 16. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks as he was a Samaritan. Mm. 17. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleanse? But where are the nine? 18. Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? 19, and he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. So, you know, when you look at the Samaritan, the Samaritan was not a believer as we understand believers. But what it was is that he had the faith. In addition to that, it's now known a Samaritan is one who helps those in distress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tied together. So I need you to understand that that listener heard what was being said and God moved on their heart. God moves on the hearts of men. Yes. So I appreciate that this is one of many. That will come. So God has had his say. Mm-hmm. God will have his way. Yes, he will. And if the radio station will allow me, I'll be back next week and the week <laughs> after that. Amen. After that. And the week after that. But I want you to know that when you humble yourself, mm-hmm. as King Hezekiah did, yes. and you make it known what needs to be done, mm-hmm. then you know what? Watch what the kingdom will do. Yes. So this person was already tapped by God. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that we have to see how it lines up with scripture. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to be able to share that with Amen. you and all the listeners who prayed and all who wanted to do something mm-hmm. but weren't quite able to do that. Oh, you did a lot because you pushed us to the obstacle. 
and faith got us over. Yes, amen. amen. So, Brother amen. Steve, I see you over there. Yeah. Well, first of all, I am, I am just delighted. I mean, yes. that, that, that you're going to stay with us. Amen. Uh, you know, and, and what you said about humility is so absolutely true. Because we're never so open as when we are standing in humility. Yes. Amen. Humility requires us to be open. Mm-hmm. And we can't receive if we're not open. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, I mean, it's to be humble is to be open and to be open to God's gifts. Amen. And they, they go hand in hand. You can't separate the two. Right. And for those listeners who don't know, I mean, Sister Nina is... is it's precious in a number of ways, but uh, she's also a military veteran, in case you didn't know that. Yes, I was enlisted and an officer. Yes, I was. So she brings to us uh, a perspective from different points of view uh, and, and, an ex- and a wealth of experience in, in dealing with people and, and, and situations and, and, uh, and understanding what self-discipline can do for us. So, I mean, uh, Sister Nina is well worth listening to. Well, amen. Well, I thank you. Well, we know that uh, that that's a fruit of the Spirit. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah. Is, is self-discipline. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to understand that when you operate from that, uh, then you can operate from meekness because meekness is power under control. It has nothing to do with weakness. That's right. <laughs> it's really a supernatural form uh, of of self control, of self discipline. Amen. And it's and, you know that's what it takes in order to have your cheek slapped and to be on and then present the other one mm-hmm. and then say you know don't just take the chicken leg here, take the whole chicken you know because mm-hmm. you may want some later. But the thing is, is that we know where our blessings come from. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. So, and I told Pastor Herb when I was uh, in his worship environment, it's about having the right attitude. You know, circumstances happen to everybody. It rains on the good, bad, and indifferent. And we have a caller, so we're going to take the call. But the, the thing is, is that uh, you have to just be thankful and grateful. Mm-hmm. Because how can you be prepared for your next assignment if you're very upset? And accusatory, because then you take on the the uh, spirit of the accuser, mm-hmm. and I don't want to take on the spirit of the accuser because who am I accusing? I'm accusing God. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I I'm not that big mm-hmm. yet, <laughs> and I hope I never get that big. But we have a caller. Thank you for waiting. Hello, you're on Save the Loss at All Costs, and God bless you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Right back at you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. All right, sis. But I was coming in the house. Oh, Sister Nina, and I heard the good news. So praise God. Amen. Well, I love you, and I'm sorry I missed your call. You know, we have our weekly call. I I saw it, and I'm glad that you thought of me like you always do. She's such obedient, sister. God bless her with her love. And and how is Mother Anne? Anne, how's she doing? Keep the family in prayer. Keep the family in prayer, because you just made a a complimentable statement just a few moments ago about you don't want to take the accusatory spirit. Yes. And so I I saw that in in some of my siblings today. Amen. So just, uh, um. Well, we know we're going to present the other cheek to them. They'll get tired. Mm -hmm. They only got two hands. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Well, I love you, sis, and stay tuned. We got a great one for you today. Thank you so much. All right. Love you. Uh, So you were talking about Dash. Mm. 
All right, and we're not talking about Mrs. Dash either, nope, right? We are definitely not talking about Mrs. You, Dash. For all you cooks out there, you know, Mrs. Dash is that seasoning that after they tell you you can't have any more salt, then you say, well, where's the Mrs. Dash? What is it flavored like? Just keep using it. <laughs> But we're going to talk about a different dash today. Am okay. I correct, Pastor? Yes, ma'am. Yes, All right. Ma'am. So yes, if you ma'am. want to talk a little about the seasonings, I feel like we're cooking today. It's yeah. a cooking okay. show, right? Okay. So if you want to, if you want to marinate with the with the seasons, uh, you can do that. And okay. and, and Pastor, uh, have your way. And All right. I still right. need you to honor yes, uh, of course. your mother yes, and yes, uh, yes. Pastor April's mother as well, please. So so I was in a sermon speaking on Ecclesiastes three and one, and that particular scripture talks about seasons. And uh, the author of that, Solomon, um, if you look at that particular book of the Bible, you know he penned the Song of Solomon, he penned Proverbs, and he penned Ecclesiastes. And what resonated with me about that particular book, um, Solomon was always referencing. Um, melancholy and he was always referencing uh, just no matter what you do so is life it's just like the wind and if you go through those first 11 chapters it just keeps coming up so that particular verse spoke to me and, and, and normally when I hear men of God preach on it they're preaching about seasons and we know about the seasons uh, that, that deal with the rotation of the earth uh, summer, spring, winter and fall But I truly believe that there are three spiritual seasons for everyone. And at some point in time, you are in one of those three seasons perpetually. And and I truly believe it's a matter of you're either in a storm, leaving a storm, or going in a storm. Mm -hmm. And, And what that says to me is while I'm in a storm, there is a lesson. There is something the Lord is trying to get you to understand. And he has you in that storm. Now, when you're leaving the storm, God has taught you the lesson. You've heard what he said. You've got the faith and you're walking it out. Or you're going into a storm. There's something God is trying to show you, trying to teach you. And I always believe there's two things about us and our seasons. We, I look at seasons where people have comfort levels. Mm-hmm. And I use the term a pair of comfortable jeans or a pair of comfortable shoes. And you'll keep those jeans. They'll have holes. They'll have rips. Or you'll have a pair of shoes they might wear to the right, wear to the left. And you'll keep wearing them. Well, I feel seasons are much the same. People will sit in a season because it's comfortable. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they don't know when to transition yeah, out. out of the season mm-hmm. because it's comfortable. comfortable. So, I transition that to a phrase where I say, what's your dash? So, I talked about the seasons, and I use this term dash. There are cemeteries throughout our country and around the world. And if you look at a headstone, there are three key key things on a headstone. Mm -hmm. The birth date, the death date, and what none of us really look at is the dash. So, I'll talk briefly about the birth date. That's the day that uh, a son or a daughter comes into this world and we celebrate and we're happy and we're, we've got a college fund set up. And if the, if it's a little boy, we paint his room blue. And if it's a little girl, we paint it pink and we're preparing for this wonderful life. Years go by. And at some point in time, everyone on this broadcast, everyone in this room, you're going to be called home. Mm-hmm. Those are two fixed things. And the day you're called home, you mourn, uh, you cry, you're in stress. And, and if that person's lived a full life, you celebrate it. Now, the dates, the birth date and the death date are for us. Us. But the dash, the dash, 
That's God's way of saying, what did you do with that dash? What are you going to do? You're hearing this message, and I truly believe when people tie into their dash, that dash also ties into your gifting and your calling and your passion. I truly believe people ask, Pastor, I don't know what my passion is. I say, I'll say this very quickly. You want to know what your passion is? When you wake up in the morning, you're thinking about it. You're eating breakfast and you're thinking about it. You're in traffic and you're thinking about it. You're at lunch and you're thinking about it. You're in the afternoon staffing and you're thinking about it. You're in the evening traffic going home, you're thinking about it. You're having dinner and you're thinking about it. You're in the shower, you're thinking about it. And before you pray, or as you pray, and then you get through praying before you go to bed, if the last thought on your mind is the same thing that you've been thinking about, you done found your passion. Amen. So I tell anyone under the sound of my voice, tap into your passion. Your passion normally taps into the gifting that you haven't tapped into yet. And when you tap into your gifting, it's not work. It's unto his glory. You know, that reminds me of an old saying that 99% is a bear, but 100% is light and easy. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's true, especially in ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, the moment I let go of what do I look like, mm-hmm. and I just let it flow, yeah. it's not only comfortable, but it's a joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not work. Yeah, I, I love it's what you're work. saying, and I love your idea of the storm. I mean, it reminds me kind of a, the old story about the, the guy who buys a mule from this other farmer, and he hitches up the mule to his cart, and he uh, climbs on the cart, and he says, okay, giddy up. You'll listen to do a thing. Go. Nothing. Come on. Nothing. So he gets off and he says, look, I want my money back. You sold me a mule that, that doesn't do anything. He doesn't listen. <laughs> the guy picks up this two by four and he walks over to the mule and he whacks it upside the head. He says, get back in the cart and try again. You got to get his attention first. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes the Lord does need to get our attention first. Yes, he does. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. We do get too comfortable um, being where we are. It's during those times when God will put you in a position where you're so uncomfortable. Yes. Where you can't do nothing but, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to do in this moment? Um, I was thinking about what he's saying with this dash. I look at it like this as well. My dash is, what is my obituary going to say? Who have I influenced? Yes. Whose life have I changed? Um, where did I make a difference in, in, in these people's lives? And I love when, if you know who Jesus was, Jesus had a huge heart for the homeless, for the, for the, the orphans and the widowers. That is such, that is so much of what our passion is. It's like, okay, how can we affect their lives? How can we help them? We would never, the Bible says, Jesus said, you will always have the homeless. You always have the poor among you. But you will not always always have have me. me. That's right. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, we, and I hate when I, I don't like when I hear people say, we're going to do away with, we're going to get rid of homeless. You might as well say that we're going to help get rid of sin. Mm. It's not doable. 
But what we can do is minimize it as much as possible by doing what we're supposed to do. And that's getting out there, getting our hands dirty. And that's what we as pastors, that's what we like. To, I would get my hands dirty. If I need to come and wash your feet, I'm going to come and wash your feet. If I need to come and clean your house, I'm going to come and clean your house. But I'm, I'm a servant. If I had one word to describe myself, one word, it would be servant. Amen. 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 Also, um, Pastor April, we have to understand that what man's Mm -hmm. definition of homelessness is, Mm. is not necessarily what Jesus's definition is. Mm -hmm. And if we look at transitional housing, I would have to say I'm in a perpetual state of transitional Mm -hmm. housing because I'm a sojourner. Mm -hmm. This is not my home. Mm -hmm. I should not be too comfortable Mm -hmm. here. And the thing is, is that what makes a person unworthy of care? What makes a person unworthy of patience? What makes a person unworthy of comfort when we didn't create anything? That's right. And we we cannot make it uh, by ourselves and we didn't create ourselves. This is not our plan. That's right. So, you know, who are we to give people levels mm-hmm. or uh, put them in a box mm-hmm. because at last time I checked at any given moment, we could be right there mm. or they place. could be right here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in that it's, you know, it can happen horizontally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even then, the, then we need to be yeah. able to go down there and say, how are you doing it? Yes. You, you got some strength. What is, what is, what can you give me to uplift me? Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I've, I think I'm in this false sense of comfortability. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so, so we need to uh, ask ourselves, what is it about us that we keep growing these spiritual cataracts, mm. you know, and keep having yes. these things cover up our eyes to where we only see what we want, want to, to see. see? So, you know, that, that's that, that that's a very scary mm. place. And that's we a about very to, we about to go in. We about to go in. We about to go in. Okay. I'm, well, we got 30 more minutes. So, uh, brother Steve. <laughs> I was going to re- reinforce what you said there. Mm-hmm. Um, during my lifetime, I have lived in everything from a three-story mansion mm-hmm. to a garage. And I worked as an aerospace engineer. I was very well paid. Uh, I mean, I could afford to buy and fly an airplane, which I did. And, uh, and then the aerospace industry collapsed when the Soviet Union went down. And me and 10,000 other engineers were on the street looking for 500 jobs. Mm-hmm. And so I was a year and a half out of work, and I was just... Two weeks away from becoming a homeless person myself, yeah. mm. when the good Lord came through, and I've noticed very often, you know, it's funny that the Lord often waits until the last second of the last minute <laughs> of the last hour, just to make sure that I'll understand that it wasn't me; it was Him that did it. Amen. That's right. Amen. So I mean, circumstances can change, and yes. so. When I say there but for the grace of God go I, mm-hmm. believe me, it is heartfelt. Amen. Amen. So let me mm, let me go in. So one of the things I shared Thursday, and I think you, you missed my part when I spoke Thursday. I, I used the term of um there are people that are a transmission away a transmission repair away from homelessness. A pair of braces for their child from homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um a, a, a hole in the roof from being homeless, They're, they are an instant away from being homeless because of a decision 
they have to make. And, and one of the things that, that, that my wife and I realize, you know, as, as we travel abroad and we do outreach missions ministry in Africa, one person's poor is not another person's mm-hmm. poor. Oh, absolutely. We, we, we've had the opportunity to go to a place called the Mukuru Slums. It's the second largest slum settlement in the city of Nairobi, a city of 8 million people. There are 760,000 people in a 10 square block radius. We sponsor several families there. When we go visit them, it, it gives us, when we go to Africa, the narrative for us, we get, you, get, you said spiritual cataracts, mm-hmm. they've since been gone. Because when we come home and we see what's going on here, and then we see what's going on there, two completely different levels, completely different levels. And, and, And our hearts are for serving wherever God plants our feet, whether it's here in our home in Las Vegas or as we go do our missions work in the countries that we go in Africa. You know, Pastor, you are so so right. I spent many years living in the Far East and the Middle East. Mm I have seen entire cities hmm. composed of nothing but bits of cardboard or tin. Yeah. Uh, people living in the mud when it rains, they're yeah. in the mud. There are no sanitary facilities. Right. There's no running water. There's mm-hmm. The yeah. stuff that even in our slums we take for granted in the United States mm-hmm. would be luxurious for these yes. people. Yes, yes. I have been, I have lived in places hmm. where there's mm-hmm. no such thing as childhood. I've seen five-year-old adults. yes. And we don't understand that the childhood is is a precious thing. And how privileged, how incredibly blessed this nation has been by the Lord is beyond the average person's imagination because I've lived it, I've seen it, Mm -hmm. just as you have. Yes, sir. And that is absolutely so true. And and I think we need to drop this, you said, the scale from our eyes. And thank God for whatever we had. Mm. You know, it's like Paul once said. He says that, that I have learned to be comfortable under any circumstances at all. Yeah, and I can do anything. Yeah, I amen. can do anything through God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Mm. Amen. I've noticed that um, even when you go to places, we have, we have our youth here. Mm-hmm. The way that they do youth in other countries, the way that they um, not cater... Um, okay, we have we have all these activities and things for our children. We have uh, welfare, we have foster homes, we have everything from A through Z for our children here. In other countries, they don't have that. They don't have foster parents. They don't have this. They don't have that. We found in these countries. It's, let me just speak on Uganda and Ethiopia and and Kenya. These places that we go, mm-hmm. they have such. A heart. They try to help and develop and build up the children because that's their next generation. They have to build them up in order for them to be able to take over the country, but take it over in a positive way. I know we have different things that we do for our children here. But the way they do it, we're not doing that here. They don't put the kids. You'll see everything for the adults first, and then the kids are always second here in America. Um, we're learning now that we have a huge heart that we have to have. we got to get focused back on our children, not just for school, but for that's our next generation. And my question is, like, what are we doing um, here in America to even allow that <clears throat> to happen um we saw that 
in these countries is certain things that we need to have here, but we don't have. And so by us being new here in Vegas, Mm -hmm. that's been difficult for us to even get that type of information. Like, okay, who's taking care of the kids and what, what are we doing? Because to my understanding, there are a lot of homeless youth here. So that's, that's something that we are really digging into to try to find out what's, what's the steps. What are the steps that Nevada is doing for the children? Well, you know, there's a couple of things on that. You're so right, sister. I mean, it's unbelievable. One of the things that I have seen, and I know that you have because just because of your ministry, is the fact that very often people are in hopeless situations yes. because they don't have hope. They don't see a way out. And a lot of the choices that people make that don't work for them, that work against them in life, mm-hmm. are the result of not seeing a way out, you know, of having hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the old saying about, uh, for a woman, you know, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is so true. Yeah. This is so absolutely true. Um, Dinesh D'Souza, who was born in, in, in India, yeah, in, a place, in, in a region called Goa, uh, he said, he talked about the Indian caste system. And he says, whatever level you're born at, that's it. You're stuck. That's There's right. absolutely no possibility that you can move up or down from there. That's mm-hmm. it. That's your destiny for life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's very common throughout the world. Mm-hmm. But it's common right here in the homeless community itself. A lot of people don't realize that they can move up. True. Mm-hmm. And we reach them through their stomach, through their circumstances. Yeah. It is there, there is um, one of the things I've discovered in my in my research through the uh, the scriptures is that the word love mm. and charity it's come right. from the very same, same. Greek yes. root yes. word, yes. the yes. very same yes. word. Yes, sir. They're translated in one case as love, and in another case as charity. charity. You exactly. can't separate the two. two. If you mm-hmm. have no charity, you have no love, and if mm-hmm. you have love, you must have charity. Mm-hmm. There is no alternative to mm-hmm. this. That's the only way it mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. That's good. In fact, Jesus, think about this. If you want to think about the importance of this, Jesus said that of faith, love, and charity, the, I mean, faith and charity, the greatest of these is charity. Mm-hmm. Faith, hope, and charity, the greatest of these is charity. charity. Now, let's think about this. Faith, we are saved through faith. Absolutely. Through the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet, faith isn't the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Charity is. Mm-hmm. Charity is more important than what brings us salvation? Mm-hmm. Think about this. Think about that. But it's love that kept him on that cross. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's love Amen. that kept him on Amen. the cross. <laughs> if you pardon the pun, you nailed it, Pastor. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> mm. Well, when we, when we look at the, the, the prodigal son, mm-hmm. you talked about something. And you had a father that sent his servant out mm. to look for his son, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, almost daily, you know what I mean, to look for his son. And uh, the son came home and, you know, he squandered all his inheritance because mm-hmm. he asked for it first. He said, I want it right now. And I look at that as far as entitlement. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then uh, it was important that the servant start preparing the meal and 
and and just you know everything was like yeah. you know he's home and then the older uh, son got very upset yep. you know and start uh giving his resume as what he had did and you know mm-hmm. i never gave you these kind of problems and you know you never gave a party for me and my friends mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh you know the father basically said uh he's alive he's been brought back from the dead if you will and you know we have people who are spiritually mm. lost, mm-hmm. uh, who are in bondage. And, you know, kind of why I'm motivated would save the loss at all costs because it doesn't matter about the 99. Mm. So families have to ask themselves, do you love a sick child less mm-hmm. or do you love a well child more? Mm. Do you uh, brag about a child that gets A's or do you not uh, talk about the child who has C's? Mm. So, you know, the thing is, is that if we're going to be a family mm-hmm. and God takes an imperfect people. Yes, he does. And he hooks them up with a perfect God and we're more than conquerors. Mm. But there has to be where we we die one way yes. so that we can be reborn another way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my whole thing is that I will talk to the families. I would ask, you know, do you know that your son is here or your daughter is here? Can you give me one reason why they can't come home? Mm-hmm. See, I, I don't know what it is that they've done that they can't come home. Right. Because my father, mm-hmm. who was in heaven, mm-hmm. will never say that I cannot come home. Mm-hmm. So th- when you become a parent, that's part of that goes with the parents. Yes. So the thing is, is that Grace. if you want the government to raise your mm-hmm. child, then you're going to get what the government's going to do. That's if right. you want the probation department to raise your child, you're going to get what the probation uh, department is going to do. Mm-hmm. And they have people that work under them, and sometimes they're just real busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, that it's, it's compassion is not needed <laughs> to right. close out this file right, right now. That's do you right. understand what That's I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, if you want certain agencies mm-hmm. to to raise your child, they have different motivations. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. They have different quotas. Mm-hmm. They have different reports that they have to fill out. Mm-hmm. And uh, teaching starts at home. Yes, it does. So mm-hmm. uh, the school should uh, emphasize what already should have been applied at home. Absolutely. See, if Absolutely. there's no application at home, what do you want them to emphasize? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where I'm going with this. That's your child. You're going to have to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and give an account for what you did with your child. Mm-hmm. What you're not going to do is stand up there and say, Jesus, well, Clark County School District, woo, woo, woo. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. That's not going That's to not work. Going to work. <laughs> or the Department of Probation or the federal government or, you know, uh, Department of Social Services, you know what I mean, only gave me $17 a month. And, you know, <laughs> is, is that it? Is that what we're living for? Dash, you know what I mean? Mm. Is that your legacy that you came to this earth to get seventeen dollars right. a month from the Department of Social Services, and then you upset about that? I'm upset for you. Mm. So you know, I, I'm I'm just saying. So and even in houses of worship. Well, they did this in the Kojic house. They mm-hmm. did this in the Lutheran house. They did this in the Methodist house. They did this in the missions. They did this. Well, what did God do? Mm-hmm. See, I am dispent on them and they. Mm-hmm. You have to look at yourself, That's and right. if you know that something is yes. not right, mm-hmm. then you need to move. He talked about seasons. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So you know, God, this, this this not right over here. That's and right. when did you realize it wasn't right? <laughs> but you sit up there and you talk about it. Mm-hmm. You don't invoke change, and then you come right back. And so you know, I, I'm I'm like, are you are you kidding me right now? The phone lines are open. If you have a a, a thing that you'd like to discuss, hey, we're here. That's right. We don't have a problem with that. Let's let's get it started. That's I wanted right. to have yes. a, a dialogue. But, you know, to answer to your question, I want to know what these people did who are your family, yeah. your DNA, mm-hmm. that you prayed for, that you nurtured in your womb, mm-hmm. that you paid a hospital bill for yeah. in some kind of way, that was able to be in your house, that you got pictures all on the wall. These people <laughs> are still alive. They haven't transitioned. Mm-hmm. So what happened to your family? Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, you got to take some responsibility there. Well, I don't know what happened to them. Well, who does? Who should I be talking to about your kid? I see you, brother. Yeah, I mean. You, or kids. You, yeah. make, you make some really great points there. You know, when, when we pass on, when we go in, into the spirit state, I mean, we'll be as transparent as a glass of water. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's no finger pointing in heaven. No, it just doesn't happen. That's right. Okay. That's not allowed. Yeah. I mean, right. I know that I will not be able to point to somebody else and mm-hmm. say it's their fault because. Mm-mm-mm. I know that everything in my life is the result of my choices. Mm-hmm. My choices. Mm-hmm. Well, we Nobody can't. opened up my skull and poured in a teaspoonful yeah. of ticked off. Okay. Yeah. But you can't get into the Lamb's Book of Life by pointing either. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Absolutely. That, that's not a requirement. If so, that book would be full. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, come Judgment Day, I mean, we have 100% absolute unconditional accountability, period. Yes. That's mm-hmm. it. There is no alternative. Mm-hmm. So it kind of helps if we get a head start on it here yes. while we still can. Amen. Yes. But yes. I, I would be wanting to talk to families because there's something that's real is grief. It's organic. It's loss. People have dealt with things, and it doesn't have to uh, deal with the body. Mm-hmm. And that's my whole thing is that. People need to be listened to without fear of something being taken away mm-hmm. because they it should be safe to talk. True. Mm-hmm. It should be safe to express oneself without somebody, you know, saying that, uh, you know, th- this person is uh, unsafe. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how can you uh, discern that and you haven't listened to their whole story? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So the thing is, is that, you know, we are servants Amen. First. And and we have a heart for that. Mm-hmm. And it used to be where a conversation was private, mm-hmm. you know, that you had mm-hmm. with your man or woman of God, that there was about relationship, yes. that when uh, the person who was the set appointed shepherd would bring one of his lambs, we understand there's a problem, but I'm standing with Mary, mm-hmm. I'm standing with John, and here they are, and you take care of them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And we need to have this dialogue where uh, agencies would come to the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, police, they would come to the church and say, you know, I, I believe that might be somebody who comes here. Can you help me with this? Mm-hmm. You know, and they say, you know, uh, why don't you wait over here, have some coffee? I'll see what I can do. See, it's about relationships. Yes. Right. But see, right. when yes. your congregation is, you know, 10, 20,000 strong, uh, how do you know who somebody is? And I'm not <laughs> upset with anybody who feels Amen. That they know 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. I don't know 20,000 people like mm-hmm. that. I want to be in relationship. And yes. so the thing is, Ooh. is that when you got so many people in your spiritual family yes. that you need five or six people to say, who is this talking to me? 
mm. then uh, you, mm. maybe there's a disconnect. You know yeah. what I mean? So uh, I, I think we need to be able to go back to family where yes. brother means something, yes. where sister, sister means something. something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I don't know. You know, just for but, me, I can only speak for myself. But let's let the pastor speak and then Brother Steve. So you you you. We're tying in family and ministry and, and something my wife and I've always said. When we're talking with people, people get hung up on the titles of those that have been called and pastor and bishop and presbyter. And I've always believed quite simply, ministry is about relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's just keep it real simple. And it's two, it's really just two types of relationships, horizontal and vertical. And vertical. Amen. That's it. Mm-hmm. And if, I mentioned this earlier. And vertical would be the one that we have with God. Yes. We have to understand. We yes. can't assume anything. We, we teach right, right, we right. here. Right. Right. And horizontal would be? My brother and sister to my left and to my right. Right. <laughs> Amen. Thank, thank you, Amen. Thank you, Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So, so I look at those two things, and, and, and I even mentioned this before. Um, there's a ministry that no one talks about, and I believe it ties into what you said. It's called a ministry of presence, mm. being present, being yeah. there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you may have all the answers. Mm-hmm. That may not mean you yes. have this long, four-minute, loquacious prayer. It mm-hmm. might just mean, brother, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Sister, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to say anything else other than, yeah. brother, I'm here. Sister, I'm here. And if it means I'm going to sit in the corner read a magazine while you're just recovering or recouping, that's what it is. And yes, you're sir. dead right on. Because, first of all, Sister Nina, you, you mentioned having private conversations. I think it behooves us to remember that there's no such thing in reality as a private conversation. God's always listening. <laughs> Amen. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. I think that serves us. Um, but you made an excellent point there. And, and what I've found uh, is that we can't, it's obvious we can't make people come to faith. Mm-hmm. But if we want people to follow us to faith, then we need to be standing in a place where they say, wow, I don't know what it is about that person, but I'd sure like to be there too. Is their walk their witness? Yeah. Right. So we need to be in a place, we need yes. to be, in, to be in a way, not have, mm-hmm. not do, but to be mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. that they say, I want to be like them. Mm-hmm. And then what we need to do is listen. Mm-hmm. And what that means is we open up our inner doors wide open. We put ourselves aside completely. Mm-hmm. We don't look for anything. We don't expect anything. We don't demand anything. We don't hope for a reward. We don't do mm-hmm. anything. All of our personal baggage is set aside. Mm-hmm. And we show up for that person. Amen. In mind, body, and spirit, we show up right. and we see and we listen, and we sense, and we respond, and we respond to their needs and their hopes and their dreams. Amen. And That's when right. we look at the book of Leviticus, when God is setting up the Levitical order, mm-hmm. when he has chosen who is going to serve as the priest, mm-hmm. as the Levites, mm-hmm. you know, who were going to be the helpers. He called them all. The people were there as witness. They heard the instruction the same time the Levitical order heard the Mm -hmm. instructions. They knew what was required of a priest. They knew what was required of anybody who was serving God. Mm -hmm. Does anybody know a requirement of a teacher other than that they have to have a license? Does anybody know (laughs) the requirement of a pastor? You know what I mean? Because when we go to uh, 1 Timothy and we go to Titus, it talks about, you know, uh, 
what is needed in order to be an elder, you know, mm-hmm. what is needed mm-hmm. uh, in deacon order to be a, a, de- yep. a deacon, a deaconess. So mm-hmm. my whole thing is that when somebody comes to me and presents themselves, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a certain way, what does that mean? And if you can't tell me what that is, then I don't know if we should be talking about anything. You know, so that's my <laughs> whole thing. You know, we have to uh, ask people, uh, who sent you? See, a lot of people are coming, but I don't know who sent them. Mm. And see, I'm the type of person, I'm going to ask you, who sent you? Because before Moses was able to do anything, he said, who shall I say sent me? me. See, that's important. Mm. A lot of people miss that. Everybody's showing up. Oh, I can do this. I can do that. I'm like, who sent you? So, you know, that's a different show. But I just want people to know, don't be so quick to accept help. Amen. From people that you do not know what they're representing. You know what I mean? Because I can't help you with your numbers and your reports. I can't help you do that. Well, sure. I mean, the gospel even tells us this is in the end times. We need to be very, very careful because people with, with misleading philosophies, yes. the liars and the deceits, and they will be very, very persuasive. And they, mm-hmm. and they snuck yeah. in among us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what, sister? You were right about one thing. We have what I call a pedigree syndrome in this society. <laughs> Oh, show me your documentation that says you actually have a brain. Show me your documentation that you actually have a, a calling from God. Mm. You know, back before 1910, there was no such thing as a teaching credential. It didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. We have become, in effect, little petty bureaucrats in our own minds, in our culture, in our way of looking at things. Mm. Now, the Women's Resource Life Medical Center has, has a great little sign up there. I love it to pieces. I've said it many times. It says, God does not call the equipped. He equips the call. Amen. All right. So we, we are coming down to the last minute, and I needed you to honor your moms. Mm. Uh, Mary and Ruth, we thank you, Lord, for these wondrous women that um, allowed us to do our ministry. Let's pray us out. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, mm. we thank you for this time that we've allowed to, to sup with you, Father God. Thank you for divine appointments and connections. Bless those that have been listening or watching us on the web. Bless them exceedingly and abundantly. Bless our host. Um, bless Brother Steve. Bless my wife. Father, we thank you. We honor We love you and praise you for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah. We love you and save the loss at all costs. And tune in next Sunday. We'll be here. God bless. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and 
our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what. 